Yo, 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 what's good, people? Welcome back to yet another episode of Tribe Tuesdays. Uh, yeah, before we even just start, yo, it's very windy outside, by the way. Just disclaimer. If you hear if you hear some winds, if you hear some some things blowing around, just just continue about your day. I'm fine. I'm inside. I'm in the safety of my house. All right. So Storm Eunice is just going. If you're in the UK, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not in the UK, every now and then the UK is visited by um, some relatives. Um, Storm Eunice, the one that's coming, this is um, Storm Franklin. I feel like they should give it a Nigerian name. Maybe Storm Ade, Storm Bio, like, you know, like, you know, like, or even an Igbo name, Storm Okechuku. Just, just, just give it some, some flex, but... All seriousness, um, please stay indoors. These storms are not joking around. Like, things are getting blown away. Um, so, yes, that's what's going on. But today, I want to talk about something that's really close to my heart that I feel a lot of people don't necessarily uh, talk about in extreme honesty. Note, I said extreme honesty. And I want to talk about lust. And especially the fact that quite a lot of us in our generation go through this and we struggle with it and sometimes it's very easy to say the christian things and say look this is what i've got to do and i've got to pray and i've got to read my bible and i've got to repent of my sin but i mean in practicality how does one go about it um so me myself um ever since i was a young kid ever since i knew what a woman was <laughs> right it just get it straight it, i was i was feeling it in my body in my mind and in my soul and um, it was crazy for me because I think from a young age, again, I think how I started to, where my struggles started was from like my peers and my and peer pressure. I remember being in a school in, in Nigeria and I just noticed the boys would go, um, they'll go somewhere every like lunch break or after school hours. And I was just like, where are these guys always going? And they just have the magazine that they used to trade with one another. And literally that's how I got into it. Um, from then it went to looking at magazine images to looking at um, websites to looking at videos and then before I could say what is going on here I was fully in it and I was in the cycle and I guess I just want to start talking about the things that helped me break free from the hold of lust and pornography and start to live in a way that genuinely glorifies God in and in particular I want to um, I want to go heavy on the purity that I feel and the purity of mind that I feel because at the end of the day it's one thing to not actually commit the act but it's another thing to be thinking all the thoughts and having the lustful thoughts in your heart and yeah the scripture says if you even think of committing adultery with a woman you might as well have done it so this is like sort of the standard that the scripture holds for us as believers so that's why our minds are so so pivotal to our faith because that's where a lot of the battles are either won or lost um, it's it's quite obvious that you know lust is one of the biggest killers of young Christians in this day and age. Like everybody is feeling it. Like I was talking to a couple of my married friends, and they were like, "We got married early because we were burning, bruv." Like I was, my man said he was burning. You know, he was on fire. He was literally like set set a blaze. He was set a blaze, and he was like, "Bro, I can't hack it. I can't do it." And whilst I'm not fully like look if you're feeling it please go and marry I, that should not be the primary reason that you go into a marriage because if you're doing it just because you're burning bruv like sex at the end of the day is just only a, a small percentage of what marriage entails i mean it's a very useful percentage don't get me wrong especially for those of us out there who are very active amen you know yourself say amen right now um however it's not everything it's not the full picture of of, of marriage 
and um and um I, I can still at the same time I can understand when people say, bro, it was one of the reasons that I got married, amongst other things, right? Let let it not be the number one, but let it be one of if that makes sense. But it's crazy, and this is this is just my thought. This is just Samuel's thought before anybody says Samuel got it from somebody else. So I kind of feel like sexual immorality has low-key started to become glamorized in the sense that it's now almost when when someone comes out and says, oh, I'm struggling with this impurity, um, it's almost like, all right, cool, there's grace, there's grace, there's grace. And I get it, and I get it, and I know there is grace. And I feel like with um, sexual immorality leading to divorce or leading to separation or leading to infidelity, like people fully, Christians are out here committing adultery and just saying, all right, cool, it's grace. And it's just like, yes, I get there is grace, but surely as Christians, we shouldn't get to the point where we start to almost graceify everything to the point where there is literally no change. When there is where there is no repentance, I feel like us as Christians have a duty to be like, bro, sis, what's going on? Like, how can we actually um 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 help you get over this? What do we need to do? What do you need to do that you're not doing? Like, we need to take this a lot more seriously than we are right now. And um, I knew that it was genuinely time for a change. I think I was about 20, 19 or 20. And I genuinely just realized that, wow, I'm I'm hooked on this thing. I'm genuinely, genuinely struggling. Like it's not one of them ones where I even had control over it anymore. It was consuming me. And the first thing I did was I repented. And repentance is genuinely like a turning away. It's not just a I'm sorry. It's a I'm sorry and I'm turning away. And it was a genuine cry for help from God. It was a it was a Psalm 51, like creating me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me, them type of ones. And I realized once I had made that decision in my heart that look, I was done with this thing. Like I'm over it. Um, first of all, I felt a peace that I really couldn't explain. And I felt like, wow, I'm actually reconciled with God again because there was this sin that had such a hold on me that um no one else knew about and that leads me to my second point i started telling my friends my closest friends i was like yo bro help me <laughs> help me like literally coming under kevin hart thing i was like help me brothers like and it was first of all it wasn't easy to actually open up to my friends i literally said bros broskies i am in like serious trouble i'm in danger and i remember one of my boys daniel um, he didn't even, he probably won't even remember this. He was in like, uh, he was like two years older than me. And he led me to um, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but a sexually impure person sins against his own body. Like he led me onto that flee part. And I guess the scripture, Paul was basically talking about the, the seriousness at which you should take this. Like, just, let me just look at the dictionary definition of flee. It says to run away from a place or situation of danger. De Everybody say danger, danger. Listen, this thing is not a joke. Like one of the things the enemy does very well is make us think these things are harmless. Like it's just like, a, obviously we have natural impulses, but when those natural impulses are perverted, that's what the enemy thrives upon. Like, listen, God gave us these desires. It's not, it's not a bad thing to to, to want to feel these things or to want to do these things but when they are perverted perversion in this sense mean done outside the context of which the creator intended for it to be done 
that's when it becomes perverted and that's what the enemy thrives upon and i feel like sexual morality is a perversion of god's beautiful desire for a man and woman that's why i think it is but fleeing so after i made that repentance the next step was to be extremely harsh on myself and this was not easy and um, even till this day i have to set certain barriers i have to set certain boundaries for myself this repentance stage happened like what six seven years ago now but till now i'm genuinely like look i cannot allow the enemy a single foothold in my life i cannot allow my my thoughts to wander my eyes to wander I can't allow my heart to start desiring all these things outside of God's time in terms of, okay, not just desiring it, but you're now trying to see how can I go about getting this thing? And it's like, don't give the enemy any foothold. Guard your heart, guard your mind like it was the last thing you do. Like let purity, literally wear it like a banner on your heart. Let it be a thing that you're proud of. You know, like it's one of those, like your prized prized um, possession. Purity should literally be the number one thing we strive for. And it's not easy because... If you look around the world today, everything is sexualized from the ads we see on social media to the way um, um, companies try to sell a product. It's built around this culture of sex and just having this pleasure right now. And subconsciously, the more we're in this culture, it's like a subconscious thing, like a tactic where before you know what, you start desiring to have these things. And you're like, well, I didn't watch anything, but everything around you is geared towards this and it's such a scary thing um so after saying that that prayer um saying lord i actually am repenting of this thing and making a genuine decision in your heart to turn away from it the next thing you need to do is just flee if you need um internet blockers there are tons out there get it pay for it literally if it's going to cost you 20 pound you know at least that 20 pound that's leaving your account is going towards something substantial pay for it get get a, a filter on your internet explorer um rid your house rid your room of anything that reminds you remotely of sexual sin um and form new habits i'll say the third thing i had to replace um all my spare time and all my idle time that i had free i put it into music production i put it into opening my bible and just reading um we should delight in the word of god like we can't just stop something and not fill it in with something else like some people go into sports some people go into gym um, um some people start to go to the gym some people start cooking like try and look for something else that you can fill in with that time because at the end of the day if you're busy 24 7 there is a limit as to how much your mind can drift because you're always doing something some people take up a new hobby like you know they become chefs they become um they, they take up the guitar obviously i'm just giving lots of examples but i think you get what i'm trying to say like wear this thing as a badge and make every possible attempt to pursue holiness and pursue purity because in god's grand design everything um that we do right now which is sinful will have a consequence yes there is grace but the more you keep indulging in sexual sin, if you're believing God for a spouse, by the time you get into that marriage, there might be a lot of things that you become de desensitized to. It might be possible that because of how much uh, um, uh, unholy content that you've consumed, you don't even find your wife sexually attractive no more. Or for wives, you don't, have, you don't find your husband sexually attractive no more. And that can have crazy effects on your marriage. Um, so yes, you might say, oh, it's not really affecting me right now, which by the way, it is affecting you right now because it's 
it's got control of your whole mind and your whole heart and it's it's become an idol and it's all you think about and then it could also have crazy effects on how you even raise your children up you don't want to be raising your children in secrecy because you're struggling with something like we need to actually deep all of these things um the scripture has told us to flee sexual immorality listen this thing is killing you this thing is killing us as young christians it it really is slowly taking bits out of you and it's like um it's like a lot of people have this analogy where um sin is like a beast and you just keep feeding the beast and feeding the beast to the point where you can't even overcome it anymore and it just starts to consume you like there is no level of this where it's okay i want to repeat this whether you're deep 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 in sin and sexual sin in the cycle Number one, you can break free by the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you and you can overcome this by his power or whether you're still in the stage where it's just thoughts here and there, here and there. No point of this is okay. There is there is a part where you need to come to a conclusion, take this seriously, whether you're thinking about it, whether you're committing the act, all in all, it's the same thing we need to kill this thing dead nip it in the bud and we have the authority to do so we have the power to do so because we are empowered to do it amen amen and i would love to even hear a lot more um, married couples come out and actually talk about this in honesty because a lot of the time yeah i'm not gonna lie to you a lot of married couples will come and be like yeah you know you know in the pro in the leading up to our marriage we, you know we, there were struggles here and there but we made it eventually like okay cool but how how did you do it like more practical steps i feel like christians coming out with a balanced view of practical steps of biblical knowledge and biblical sound advice is the best possible way that young single people can 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 take this thing and understand how to how to get over it like we all know that prayer is the key we all know that reading the word of God is great and memorizing scripture is fantastic. But practically, we need to know how fellow believers, fellow married couples have overcome this. So please, if you're a married couple and uh, you've got a position of like authority over any young person, be very practical as well as biblical, um, especially in this day and age, like everything. Bruh, I was scrolling through TikTok the other day. Why is it that majority of the content there is people just doing the madness i'm just like yo this is tiktok this is a platform where the user literally has no control over what they they see on their homepage, and it's like their kids on that platform and they're getting indoctrinated to a way of thinking thinking these things are fine and they're okay and it's not okay so i want to encourage everyone out there you've got this by the power of the holy spirit no temptation has overcome you which is uncommon to man but god is faithful he will not let you be tempted more than you can take. And when you are tempted, he will provide a way of escape, which leads me to my last point. This is a very important one. So I am here simply by the grace of God. And I realized in those moments where I was deep, deep, deep in the cycle of temptation and falling into sin and pornography and just living my life the way I wanted to, I realized that in the moments where I was tempted the most, I'm I'm an artist for those who don't know. I, I make music. So in those moments where I was tempted the most and I was really battling whether to watch something or not, I would always realize, yeah, that a worship song would drop in my spirit. And I was like, obviously, it's always very weird. It's like, why am I thinking only you are holy when I really want to watch this, this, this porn video right now? And I realized that that was scripture playing out. Because the Lord knows me. He knows me better than anyone else. He knows 
that the thing I love the most is music and I love worshipping him with music. And slowly I started to realise that that was God's way of providing me with a way of escape. By dropping these things in my heart, by dropping these melodies that I love the most, like dropping my favourite worship songs in my heart when I was facing the battle the most, he was literally trying to get me to go, here you go. This is your way of escape. Come back around. And the moment I realised that, I started to capitalise on it. I wasn't always successful. I ain't going to lie. I wasn't always picking that option. But slowly over time, I started to love the fact that God was aware. The Holy Spirit was aware of what I was facing at the time. And he was providing me with a lifeline. So in your case, there will be something that, you know, um, there might be something that just keeps happening. There's always a lifeline. There's always a lifeline. We just have to pay attention to it. And I promise you, God wants this purity thing for you way more than you think, more than you can ever imagine. He longs for a relationship with his with, with his creation, which is filled with holiness, purity, righteousness. That is what God is after. And he's after it with us, the young people in this generation, and we will overcome it. We will overcome it. So I'm just going to say a prayer for anyone who is in this stage, whether um, you're just struggling with it crazily or it's something that you've been praying about and you're just trying to just seek God's help for. I'm just going to say a prayer really quickly. Thank you, Father, for anyone listening right now who might be going through a time where they are struggling with impure thoughts, struggling to um, to succumb this temptation, struggling to keep living in a way that truly glorifies you. Father in heaven. We pray for strength. We pray for your grace. We pray that we will believe in your word that says we can truly overcome these impure thoughts. We can truly overcome this, this, this cycle, this temptation. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit will keep on reminding us of your love, reminding us of how treasured we are in your eyes. And the Holy Spirit will keep on prompting us to stay away from sexual immorality. Lord, we thank you for the wonderful example and the wonderful text that we have in your word that, that show us the beauty of staying away from sexual immorality. Help us to understand that doing things your way is the best way to do them. Thank you, Lord, because you know you are already doing a good, good, good work in us. We love you and we honor you. Be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, yeah, that is just uh, part one of this. Um, I might do a part two answering like a QA. Um, just just trying to just trying to help out. Um, again, I don't say this from a place of privilege. I guard my heart every day. I guard my heart, um, my mind every time. Um, I'm not always successful. Please, by no means am I just this guy who is a saint who's completely completely like over this um please pray for me as well like pray for my mind pray for my thoughts pray that god keeps me on this straight and narrow path to holiness and he keeps all of us in his arms i feel like um we generally need each other in this race so please keep your boy in prayer and i'm going to keep you in prayer as well so hope this has been helpful much love tribe tuesdays signing out peace